0: What's your name and what's your game?
1: Uh, my name is Brendan Chung, and the last game I released was a game called Quadrilateral Cowboy.
0: And um, you mostly make games by yourself, correct?
1: Uh yeah, by myself and uh, with
0: with collaborators doing like music and level design every now and then. Yeah, but a lot of the like, a lot yeah. of the, a lot of it's you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you budget for that well, after the know. first game? Because I assume the first game. From what I understand, you lost your job and was like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's make a game." And uh, but after that one, like, what? Like, how do you budget? Uh, uh, I
1: budget by living as one person really cheaply and looking at my bank account every month and like thinking, "Oh, it's not red." I gotta <laughs> make. I gotta continue making more games now.
0: Yeah. So when I decided I wanted to go indie. I was like, I want to do it at. 25 and I want to have two years worth of money in the bank mm. and spend a year making a game and that way I can make another one if the first one didn't work out. Um, luckily when I went India, I worked on Darkest Dungeon so it worked out yeah. and I didn't have to go a year without money but um, how do you look at that stuff?
1: Uh, I think you're a lot more disciplined than I am then. because I-,
0: <laughs> I was too disciplined <laughs> oh. so like we have a, a They probably have in America. We had like guaranteed investment things called GICs. And I went and and made $500 per week. I drove the bank crazy because I I budgeted it out to try and maximize the amount of guaranteed interest at $500 increments every week. And they were maturing every week. And they would call, like, it was just every time I go to the bank, they were very annoyed. That's smart. <laughs> uh, that it wasn't in, like, a mutual fund or in something that they'd make more money on. Sure. Right, um, right. So you just you just always are frugal. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just uh, you just live cheaply. Um, you know, don't spend a lot of money on things. And just, like, uh, the, the cost of making games is just... Like, whenever my accountants look at my stuff, it's like, oh, video games must be, like, not a hugely expensive thing because, like you have your tech that you can get for like lower cheap prices
0: uh i mean you're probably even if you're buying a computer a year yeah yeah it's everyone, not that much in the compared to like a restaurant
1: owner totally like there's no like licenses or whatever it is or whatever it is uh so yeah it's 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 a cheap lifestyle and it's a cheap job to have for the most part
0: what are uh what are some frugal things you do
1: uh uh make my own food <laughs> okay <laughs> you, you learn to just save a lot of money by going to the market and just getting a bunch of stuff and uh making stuff that you know keeps you
0: alive so are um, you doing a big i do a lot of cooking myself cool. um and i don't really like eating the same thing two meals in a row uh-huh. so i try and like alternate it or have stuff coming in are you like a big batch meal prep kind of person or more of a day-to-day
1: i am a big batch i'm a big batch person uh i just make a bunch of stuff on the weekend and then
0: over the week it just sustains me do you have a vacuum sealer i don't i I, should it's it's only worth it if you find yourself buying meat or something expensive oh okay because the thing is is the the Vacuum seal bags are going to cost you money. Oh, right. So every time I vacuum seal something, I go, I'm spending roughly 50 cents to a dollar to freeze this well. Yeah. So it might not be worth it.
1: Yeah. You just um, see, like, dollar signs coming out of them.
0: Yeah. So I only do it when it's, like, if I come across a fi- fire sale on on meat. Yeah. Or I've I've cooked, like, a big batch of something, but... I don't use it all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of slow cooker. I do a lot of, like, roasted mm. stuff. Uh, do you got an Instapot yet? I don't. I am behind. That's, that's a Vancouver <laughs> special, too. I believe oh, really? that's okay. I believe that's, like, designed to Vancouver. Cool. Um, I, it's everywhere now. Um, it's that thing so is awesome. Cool. If they wanted to sponsor the podcast, I would be very much <laughs> pro-Instapot. That thing is, like, less, like, a 100 and something dollars, and yeah. probably... If you said microwave or it, I'd choose it,
1: because I'm
0: making more rice than I am using a microwave at this uh, point that's in my life. So, good. Um, so, what do you do clothes-wise? Are you a big like uh, clothes-wise? Are you like a thrift are you in the thrift stores or? I have found my clothes
1: place, mm-hmm. and I have stuck with it.
0: Is it? It is- do you know clothes? It is yes. It is. <laughs> How did you guess? Um, Uniqlo is a is a good. It's. I don't have any of their clothes yet, but it seems like a, it seems like they've filled the void of American apparel. Yeah. As far as yeah. kind of basic stuff and, and the orange jacket like you're wearing an orange jacket that's, um, that can't be that old. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh-huh. ju- looking at the color of the orange, it seems like a current orange jacket. It is.
1: Uh, yeah, they just have clothes that I like that are uh, super basic, mm-hmm. not expensive.
0: Done. It's also good. It's a while. If you're traveling to game cons, you need more clothes. Totally. Yeah. You lose. You ever lose your luggage? Uh, not yet. I've been uh, very lucky. Neither have I. I. I prefer to carry on. Yeah, me too.
1: I've, I've mastered the art of slamming everything into one big
0: double bag. <laughs> done. <laughs> Um, so do you budget time at all in your games? Uh, I probably
1: should, but mm-hmm. uh, I I kind of let the project go wherever it needs to go for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, I meant for the earlier projects, they took about six months or so to finish. Uh, it wasn't until Quadroletta Cowboy where it kind of got out of control and took like
0: <laughs> five, four years something like that. <laughs> so, you know, just, just, a, little, just a little hiccup. And yeah, okay. I assume you're trying to go back to the yeah. six month. Yes, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> when you uh, look at the games that you made, do you set specific goals for them, as far as your as far as your career? Or are you making stuff that's that you feel is appealing to different markets? Is yeah. It-
1: um. Yeah. So every project I do, I I try to do kind of two things. Um, when, as I try to set certain limitations for it, like, I'm gonna do this project and it's gonna have no health meter and it'll just be like a fun thing to design around to try to make things work. Um, And the other thing is I try to not, for the most part, I try to not repeat the genre of game that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if I do a a strategy game, then I'll try to not do a strategy game again next time and I'll try to do, try something else and see what I can do. and like, I think it's just fun to see people who don't specialize in a thing try that thing mm. and just see what happens
0: yeah no i definitely I definitely feel the same way and and I'm usually inspired by those kind of things like those kind of divergent games where it's not like their bread and butter but yeah. their take on it. yeah it can be a very um like inspir- inspiring thing for me totally um do you know the games you want to make
1: yes i have a google
0: doc that is
1: a billion pages long
0: but course. but like do you so, so then every time you finish the game you go to the google doc and yeah. see what makes sense <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> uh yep that's a system uh, uh there's just a million things i want to do and nine of hours so there's always something on the burner somewhere
0: yeah and do you think about like how many games you want to make in your lifetime
1: Oh, uh, I would like to continue doing this as long as I can. Uh,
0: yeah, I just love it so much. Do you think about retirement at all?
1: I do. I've been preparing for it. I've been squirreling away money every year to try to make sure that it
0: all works out. But is that retirement like you just make weird, not commercial games? That's the idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs>
1: I mean, I can't. I, I don't. I don't know where Bryn will be in uh 50 years from now but uh sure <laughs>
0: i'd i'd be up for that yeah that sounds great yeah i have um i have plans of having games come out after i die <laughs> that's kind of my current uh uh my will is going to be like an amazing race i love this um this is great i think that that's what i at the end but i got to okay. figure out like when i'm going to die
1: this is good. You're like a legacy like, you're like a legacy board game where like one year after I die, open this envelope. Yeah. And you will find Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put USB keys on the <laughs> seven summits of the world. <laughs> and this is uh, yeah. Um do you I notice you shout out a lot of games uh on your Twitter. I do. That's something I feel Yeah. Uh, when I think about you, I think yeah. about that. I love it. Um do you just shout out stuff you think is cool uh
1: yeah if if a game like i think i think if a game makes me laugh it has won my heart forever and so like when i played um home the revolution mm-hmm.
0: that was the um, one where he's throwing the the grenade right with the bandana uh You talk yes. about box art. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> like yes, that. Yes, not yes. that we live We don't yeah, being <laughs> Steam and digital developers box art's not really a, a thing.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. It was the 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 sequel to Homefront wait. You know what I got I'm, I'm, the the name's all mixed up. Anyway, it yeah. was the Homefront Revolution game. Mm-hmm. Um and there's just so much little like loving details in that game. Like mm-hmm. It, was, it felt very inspired by, like, the Half-Life 2 world and kind of letting you around, letting you go around, having letting you do, like, fun open-world activities. Um, but, like, they let you search every drawer of this giant cabinet, which feels way too much. Like, you should not do this in your game. And the fact that they did it just makes yeah. it so special. It's just like, why did you let me do this? Do you ever so think of,
0: like, why that happened?
1: Uh, I mean, if I was to guess, it would be the game. It was just... Of some prototype or some like early part development, and they couldn't make it work for
0: some other reason, but like the tech was still there. Yeah. I don't know, I'm I think, I think it could be just somebody's filling their time. Like, <laughs> I'm so I'm like, sure. yeah, just like <laughs> game's done. I'm a, the guy who made the cabinets, I'm just gonna make sure all these drawers come in and out because I'm, I'm a big gone home fan and I want to make that game, so I'm gonna get these drawers right. They are, they're winning my heart they that is the way to do it I think do you get people asking you for shoutouts
1: no I don't I don't think so oh not not at all yeah I, I think that would be kind of weird oh
0: yeah no it's answer. really weird <laughs> so, yeah, it's really sure. weird it's almost weirder when you d- like don't uh, when you already were gonna shout them out and they ask right yeah that's that's uh, that's awkward oh yeah it's awkward but I mean like I would assume most. Anonymous direct messages, or yeah. like, yeah, weird networking follow-up emails or awkward.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I do get people who like ask me to, like play test their thing, and mm-hmm. I'm usually happy to do that if I have some time on my hands.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's fun. How early do you get people in your game?
1: Um, once once I feel that there's enough stuff in there where I cannot be in the room and they can play it. Mm. Uh, so basically, once like enough UI and uh, visual cues are in, then sure, go for it. Um, yeah, anytime like I have to like tell the people or tell the person how to play, it's kind of
0: weird. Yeah, yeah, we've we definitely had to expo earlier than our tutorial was uh, done. Oh yeah, and yeah. it was just like it was. We had to have yeah, we had to be there <laughs> to yeah. just get people through it. But it was kind of the and it worked out for us like we, we always were able to show cool um, but uh, when you how do you decide what shows to show at
1: um i i kind of just go to like whatever one feels like it's gonna have a lot of people in it mm-hmm. and if i can get a spot there um i haven't shown in a while um but probably for my next thing i think uh, I think just cert- also just certain, certain games are more showable than
0: others. Yeah.
1: Um, like, I just did a flip-to-VR game, which is kind of hard to show on a show floor. Yeah. Um,
0: Dangerous, arguably. Yeah, yeah. physically, uh, logistically, very challenging. And you also get the weird... Uh, not that they're weird. The people that have not tried VR for whatever reason, and yeah. they're like, oh, a VR game. I'm the no, one up uh, for that. Yeah. And they don't uh, really care too much about what it is. They're just like...
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I showed the VR game at, uh, uh, the game VR games with Flotilla 2, and I showed it at some um, venues, and
0: yeah, you're right, it was a
1: lot of people that were just like, I don't know what this is, but I, I, I want to learn about VR, and they do it, and it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to show them VR stuff, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know, it's,
0: it's an experience. <laughs> Did, why'd you make a VR game?
1: Uh, I made a VR game because I had a Vibe Dev Kit. And I had made a game called Flotilla that I felt was like a really good fit for the VR interface. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of I was kind of looking at the, the VR marketplace to see like, oh, I mean, this feels like a game that should exist. I'd be happy to just play someone else's version of it, but like no one had done it. Oh, yeah. So that you know, I'm just going to make this, and I hope people start
0: making things similar to this. Do you think you would have made it if you didn't have a game already released and proven that yeah that already had a VR that, that, that you already had done you yeah know, like I go like oh man it'd be yeah I
1: don't know because uh probably maybe not because uh, uh like I made Flotilla and I liked it a lot um, but like the one thing that I personally just never really got over was the controls were kind of diff- were kind of uh, uh, a little bit more complex than I felt they could should be um and just because of the nature of the game, you're controlling three, you're, you're positioning 3D ships, you're positioning ships in a 3D space, but using an inherently 2D interface of the, the mouse and the monitor. Um, and so trying to move, make things move in three axes was very challenging. Um, and so VR just kind of just deleted
0: all those problems. Mm. And so I felt I gotta make this because it feels just feels right. Do you think doing a VR game uh, or like a VR version of—I mean, it's a sequel, but uh, yeah, do you think that put a lot of ex- like excitement and energy into the development, just like it being a whole new thing rather than just making a direct sequel?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think in in hindsight, I—if I were to get in time machine and do this again—I put probably would have well, renamed the game to be flotilla VR edition or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I think adding a number two at the end gives people certain expectations and it makes people kind of uh, uh, think the game's gonna be one certain thing. Um, When in fact this was just a completely different, uh, it was meant to be more of just like this whole alternate universe VR flotilla game where VR is just the main interface. As opposed to being a sequel to the
0: one, I don't know. It's a mess. <laughs> do you? When do the names come in in your games?
1: Oh, pretty early. I like. I think names are important. Yeah. And I think that like the name kind of ends up affecting a lot
0: of the game in a way. Mm. Um, yeah, because it affects the pitch. It affects what yeah. people say about your game, how people talk about it. Totally. And so like the idea
1: of making a game and then choosing a name for it kind of feels very daunting to me. I'd rather choose a name early on and then kind of make the game kind of fit that name
0: somehow. Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you have any predictive ability when you make a game and as far as awards and oh. uh, sales <laughs> and...
1: Uh... No. I would not say so. <laughs> um, uh, my game, Adam Zombie Smasher, ended up uh, doing pretty well, and I would have never imagined that. Yeah, I thought it was like, oh, it's a cute like strategy game. I'm sure some people like it, um, but like, it, like, way more people than I expected enjoyed it, and you know, still come and talk to me at expos about it. And it's like, I wasn't cool, I'm glad you loved it. Uh, yeah, I really, I really liked it,
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> <Gold>. <laughs> yeah I, played it so, I played it so much. And uh, even to the point where I was blue-screening my computer. Uh, and I don't yeah. know why. Um, yeah. yeah. And had to leave it. Uh, that sounds right. <laughs> but I'd, play, I'd keep going back. Like, it was... A, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's hard to predict. Like, what... I don't know. I think, like... One thing that I kind of am trying to figure out for myself and trying to uh, grasp right now is that of the idea is trying to figure out what is the right ratio of quantity versus the quality of the thing that you make. Mm. Like, you can spend uh, all these years making something that's going to be uh, from 80% better to 90% better. Or you could just release it, and mm-hmm. you can make more stuff in your lifetime. Um, and I think that's something that um, it's kind of hard to figure out until you just do it. Until you just like put the time in and do this project, and see how you feel afterwards. Um, I think the idea of like making more games, and like uh, I think there's some there's something valuable about that, mm-hmm. about having like a lot of things out there. Um, like pro- being prolific there's something valuable about that
0: yeah do you find that your games sell uh, like the long tail of your games better as you release more games like are you, do you feel like your fans are checking out the rest of your games yeah yeah, uh, I do think so
1: um, yeah so when I think about like 10 years from now do I want to have done like one game or maybe I can do like four or five during yeah. that time. Um, but yeah, it's a tough call. I think everyone has like a different answer to it. Do you do any
0: dual development on games? Oh, uh, um, even yeah. Even during marketing? Right, um, right. Like, how do you kind of, like, what's the normal timeline for your games as far as, like, like do you finish it and start marketing and then work on the promo yeah. kind of material? Uh,
1: so generally, I am a, a, a one-person-at-a-time one project, at a person, one project at a time person. And uh, I think the reason for that is just my brain is just wired to focus on one thing and do a really good job at it. Um, right now I am um, prototyping my next project, but I'm also helping out uh, Alex Austin on his game called Sub Rosa, which is like a multiplayer first-person shooter business simulator game. Mm. Um, and That's been really fun. Uh, this It's been fun because... I've never worked as just as an artist before. Like oh, I do as an artist. Yeah, like yeah. I do the art for all my projects, but yeah. I've never uh like had just this one role on this project or or just doing like one thing on this uh independent thing. Mm-hmm. Um and it's been fun to mm-hmm. just not have to not have to carry the big picture in your head yeah. and having to worry about how everything fits together.
0: I just make beautiful buildings. Do you think that uh, will make it more likely you'd work on a game like that in the future or less? Like are you like feeling like you're getting even though you're just doing the art you're yeah. like getting the fulfillment of the multiplayer shooter out of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's great.
0: Without the risk yeah. and <laughs> uh, the, the network code and everything like just yeah. kind of uh,
1: Yeah like it's it's fun to do my thing that I really love and I'm good at and just be okay with that (laughs) and I think there's something there's something fun about that Um, and I wish I had done it sooner
0: (laughs) how'd that come how'd that come together
1: Uh, yeah Alex and I have been uh, friends for a while and um, I've been following development of Sub Rosa for a long time And, um, and I knew that he had placeholder art in it for for a really long time so I kind of pushed the idea of like I would love to help out I'd love to just you know Make a cool city for you, and do some level design for the city. Um, and so, after some years, it just the timing just finally worked out.
0: Nice. Is is collaborating something you want to move towards in the future, or is is kind of the solo with limited contractors kind of dev life the yeah the thing you? Uh,
1: I kind of I think right now I think I think I kind of, my my viewpoint kind of changes over the years wherever I am. Um, but I think for right now, the idea of doing like temporary collaborations is really appealing. Um, like I, I kind of admire how in the music field, people just kind of like pop in and do like a track with yeah. this other cool person. Yeah. And then they could just like go off and do their own thing again. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'd love to see more of that kind of energy in the games field. I yeah. mean, the, the mechanics of it, the logistics of it are kind of not definitely not the
0: same. Like, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you're learning
1: someone's set and uh, pipeline and all that. Of course, it's.
0: <laughs> and also, how do you do it if it's not like like the way I? Because I've thought about the same thing. Okay. I've so, thought of like how do I, how do I get that thing in a game I'm working on? But I always think of it as more of like a level or a quest or a right. or something like that or something where I'm like. I want you to write the narrative for this bit yeah, from your view rather than... I feel like when you lump them in together for the whole game, then it's yes. kind of like, okay, well, <laughs> now we're doing a two-year thing, and totally. it's hard to kind of have that drop-in, drop-out.
1: Oh, but you're right. Like if, if someone, um, you had a guest level designer come in and make a level for Half-Life 3, that'd be like, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I want to play that one level. <laughs> I want to see what they did.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially if, like, down the lo- like cause I Because I, I do feel like there's a bit lost in video games of, like, uh, not in your case because you're mostly making games by yourself, but, like, kind of the personal mm-hmm. impact on certain games. And it's like you hear about it after the fact and it's not, like, it would be really cool to kind of have a good idea of what they did before they the thing you knew about, yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> um, which is why I always try and put the name before the game in uh, my podcast. Oh, uh, okay, is because I feel like a lot of the times it's promos of companies or something like that, and it's not really the people totally behind it. Totally, I agree. Um, how long are you in Vancouver for? I am here until Wednesday. Have you have you enjoyed it? Is it your first time? Or uh, I've been here
1: once for a SIGGRAPH a a few mm. years ago. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's a really was SIGGRAPH
0: cool worth going to as a. Uh, it was it was developer? It especially was, one that I feel more lower quality right, art yeah. game <laughs>
1: developer. Uh, uh, yeah, at least my experience with the SIGGRAPH was uh, the the people visiting tended to kind of. We're interested in like the tech and like the graphics of it. Um, in my case, I use the Doom 3 engine, mm. which uh, I think is cool. But I think <laughs> a lot of people think it's. Cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you really, yeah. So you just use that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Thirty Flights of Loving used the Quake 2 engine, and
0: um, of Cowboy uses the Q- Doom 3 engine. Mm. Um, Are you planning for if the in whatever, 10 years when the Doom 4
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean if they keep if they keep open sourcing stuff I'll be happy to use them they release the Rage Engine then sure I would love to check it out that'd be awesome
0: Have you met anybody from uh,
1: Um, I think I, I bumped into John Romero once yeah. at uh, GDC but uh, and he's
0: a cool dude um, And do they have like any idea? No, I don't think like, so Like you just sound like some. <laughs> Not that people who mod games, but it's just like i bet people all the time are like, hey, man, I
1: yeah, modded I modded that engine. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Um, no, I mean, I, I genuinely love these, these engines. I think they're great. Um, there was one IndieCade where there was Unreal rep there, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it would be really cool to get the Unreal 1 engine and, like, <laughs> use that, or Unreal 2 engine, whatever, yeah. and, like, make a cool game out of that. And I think he thought I was trolling him, and I felt
0: really bad because yeah. I was not trolling him. Because he bad. was going there to get his get his cut, yeah, right? Like <laughs> going to so. that engine <laughs> get their cut. And you're like, hey, like, could I have like just a random Unreal edge? Yeah, like for reals, I would love that. <laughs> that would
1: be so cool because Unreal One <laughs> and Unreal those are great. They still look cool, I think. Yeah. yeah, there's a certain look to that they have
0: and there's also something like there's a bit of a security in like you know it works yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like you know it works and, 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 uh, and the limitations are probably fun
1: it's a workhorse it's you know it'll work it'll, it'll live forever
0: I think yeah well thanks for being on the question bus cool thanks uh, for is having the, me. is there anything else you want to plug
1: uh yeah, I'm, I'm at blendogames.com and check out my cool stuff no <laughs> so, any social media Oh I've got Blundo Games on Twitter also. Yeah. Instagram, Snapchat. I don't. Um
0: no. I, I am lacking <laughs> those areas. Yeah.